Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're diving into some big-time transfers in the American soccer landscape. We're going to talk about Gio Reyna and his potential move to the Premier League, and we're going to talk about a big incoming signing for one of the biggest clubs in Major League Soccer. Now, we'll do all of that in less than 10 minutes, because here on The Backheeled Show, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So... Without any further ado, let's get to it and talk transfers. All right, folks, right off the bat, let's talk Gio Reyna, shall we? Gio Reyna, maybe the most talented player in the entire U.S. pool, maybe the most talented player the U.S. has ever had is currently in a tough spot with Borussia Dortmund in the Bundesliga. He has only played 255 minutes in the Bundesliga this year across 10 games. He has absolutely not been a regular player for them. So the question for Gio Reyna right now is where does he go to get minutes? And it seems like the answer is Nottingham Forest, at least as things stand right now. Girena has a new agent, that's George Mendez. George Mendez has deep ties to a number of different clubs across the world. Nottingham Forest is absolutely one of them. He has major connections to Nottingham Forest, including with their manager, Nuno. There is a real tie here away from the sporting side. Gio's mostly been fit, but he is looking for some place where he can go and play. Nottingham Forest probably would be a place that he could go and actually get minutes. Now, I'll be honest, even though the Premier League is an exciting place for Gio Reyna to go... I'm not especially excited about this move happening at all. There's a couple of reasons to like it, and I'll run through them now very, very quickly. Nottingham Forest need talent. They need players who can come in and help them score more goals, and Gio Reyna is one of those players. They also play out of a 4-2-3-1 under Nuno, which means there are basically three spots across the front line that Gio Reyna could play quite comfortably. He can play the number 10, and he can play in either half space, the right half space or the left half space. So for Nottingham Forest, he could feature anywhere across that attacking midfield band. That gives him plenty of different paths to minutes in the Premier League if he does, in fact, end up with Nottingham Forest. Now, this deal is very much not over the line, but it has been reported by multiple different reputable outlets some reasons why I don't love this move, Nottingham Forest could get relegated, that's part of this, but also Nottingham Forest don't play a style of soccer that really fits Gio Reyna. So far in the Premier League, Nottingham Forest, as they're sitting in 16th right now, they average right around 40% possession. They are a pure counter-attacking team. For anybody out there that's watched Gio Reyna play, they know that that's not Gio Reyna's game. Gio Reyna wants to be on the ball. He is fantastic getting out of tight spots. He can connect. He can play through balls. He is really good at connecting with the number nine. He creates chances for himself and for others, and he progresses the ball at an elite level, even at the upper echelons of European soccer. Nottingham Forest don't put their attacking players in that attacking line of, of three underneath the number nine into positions very often where they get to do the things that Gio Reyna likes to do. Instead, those players are much more likely to take big touches into space. They're much more likely to try to attack incisively on the break. And it's not that Gio Reyna can't do those things, but it's that Gio Reyna isn't at his best when he's being asked to do almost exclusively those things. So I don't hate this move, but I don't love it for Gio Reyna either. Now, one other talking point here with Reyna is his injury history. He's missed a bunch of time in basically every season of his professional career. He's only played more than 625 minutes in a single Bundesliga season one time 
out of five tries so far, counting this season as a full season. He only hit above that 1,000-minute mark in the 2020-2021 season, which was a fantastic year for a 17-year-old Gio Reyna. He was he was really, really good that year. He's just never been fit enough, or at least never been in the plans enough, to get back to that level. So there are questions about how does he fit physically in the Premier League. And I'll be honest, I don't have any more concerns about Gio Reyna going to the Premier League than I do about him going anywhere else. Reyna is quietly an extremely physical and strong player in midfield. He can shield players off the ball. He has the brawn to go out there and go toe-to-toe with most players. He doesn't have the top-end speed to do that stuff, but he has the strength, and it's stout in the shoulders to go ahead and take care of business in a lot of different ways. The challenge for Reyna is that wherever he goes, he is likely to miss time. That's been a problem for the U.S. men's national team. It's been a problem, of course, for Borussia Dortmund as well. We'll see if Nottingham Forest ends up being his destination the other option for Giorena, it seems like, could be Marseille over in Liga. I like that move maybe a little bit more, but there are obviously issues there as well. There'll be issues regardless of where Giorena goes because he hasn't proven an ability to be on the field consistently and show the world what he can do. So that means he will always have obstacles to overcome as he goes and finds a new destination. Maybe we'll see him in France. Maybe we'll see him in England. Maybe Spain with Sociedad or Sevilla or Villarreal. Maybe Portugal with Benfica. There have been lots of clubs linked to Giorena, and there are certainly lots of clubs interested in Giorena, but where he goes is still very much an open question, as is how he will fit wherever he ends up. We will see what happens with Giorena. We don't have to wait any longer to see what happens with Pedro de la Vega, the newest designated player in Major League Soccer. Join the Seattle Sounders officially on Wednesday morning. There was a press conference up in Seattle where De La Vega was unveiled along with his glorious hair. Seems to have made a very good first impression up in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle paid up for him. They paid you know five, six, seven million dollars to get Pedro De La Vega, the 22-year-old Argentine winger, in from Lanús in Argentina's top flight. For Backheel.com in my 10 MLS Thoughts column that went up on Wednesday morning, I scouted Pedro De La Vega. I've, I've been watching a bunch of his film. I've been combing through the numbers as well. To try to answer the question of what Seattle Sounders fans and folks that watch MLS, what should they expect from Pedro De La Vega? And here's my scouting report. Again, go check out the rest of this over on Backheel.com. De La Vega is very much a winger. He is not a number 10. He is not a Nicolo Dero replacement positionally whatsoever. De La Vega's right foot is excellent, and he is very right-footed. Maybe not quite as one-footed as someone like Carlos Vela is on his left, but De La Vega takes care to use his right foot as much as possible and his left foot as little as possible With that in mind, thinking about that right foot, he loves to run at defenders 1v1. His best skill is taking advantage of the situations where he's 1v1 against an opposing defender, taking a touch, baiting them in, and then taking a quick touch or sprinting around them down that left side if he's cutting in on his right or down the right wing very, very close and sort of hugging the sideline there. He loves to dribble 1v1. He tends to move very vertically. He's more of a north-south player to sort of steal, you know, other American sports scouting jargon. He's much more of a north-south player than he is an east-west player. Loves to stretch the back line, which Seattle are going to take advantage of this season, I am sure. De La Vega works very hard defensively. He had to with Lanús. They weren't a ball-dominant team in Argentina. He works very, very hard against the ball, which is something that Brian Schmetzer will obviously like in Seattle in their 4-4-2 defensive shape. There are some questions about De La Vega. Just 22 years old, really has only played one full season in Argentina because he's had a major knee injury. Just 3,200 pro minutes under his belt, period, so far in his career. And he doesn't have great goal scoring or chance creation numbers when you look at the underlying stats. He's not the kind of player that's really going to come into MLS and break the game wide open from the minute he steps on the field. But Seattle historically have been a great place to develop 
professional players. They have taken Christian Roldan and been the perfect environment for him to become one of the best players in Major League Soccer. They've taken Jordan Morris. They've taken Alex Roldan and Nuhu and Jackson Reagan and Yaimar. Like they've helped develop stout professional players that are now among the best in their respective positions in Major League Soccer. Pedro de la Vega could very much end up being another one of those stories. I'm not all the way there on him as a signing. I didn't give this move an A-plus over on Backheel.com, but I did give it a B-plus in terms of the overall transfer grade. A ton of upside for De La Vega going into an environment where, yeah, players tend to do pretty darn well. So Seattle Sounders fans, keep a close eye on Pedro De La Vega this year. Opposing fullbacks will be doing the same. For now, folks, that is it for this episode of the Backheel Show. We'll have plenty more transfer chat across different leagues and national teams here on the show and over on backheel.com as we move through the rest of January and beyond. For now, we'll talk to you all again real soon. 